Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined this week by just Kevin. Nobody else is with us. It's uh, it's just us to talk about all these wonderful things that are going on in WWE, like the big return of our truth. Cannot wait to get into that one. <laughs> did you did you see the video of him? He was in the crowd when Jay was on top of the cage doing the no, up and down <laughs> they had an exclusive video and they panned over and they're like oh my god look look who's in the crowd and he was on the, he was right there in the crowd doing it <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome oh oh that's great i mean yeah. he is the gift that keeps on giving our true oh, 100 yeah we'll get into that one and there's a couple other returns that happened too but uh before we do all that uh again you know my name is jason this is the gimmick minute wrestling podcast uh normally you know we have uh kevin and riley uh, but Riley's unable to join us this week. We even reached out to Michael, who was, uh, you know, previously a, a co-host on the show, but unfortunately he never got back to me. So, uh, so you just have us. But if you want to join the conversation, you can do so pretty easily. All you have to do is go to X, that's uh, formerly Twitter, and type in the at symbol followed by L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K. And that is how you would be able to reach us. You can also leave a comment on Apple or Spotify or any of the other podcast apps that you choose to listen to us on, follow and subscribe. Please make sure you share us with your friends. We want to try and grow our audience as much as possible. So we appreciate everybody that listens and watches this episode when I do post them on YouTube, which I have been pretty consistent on lately. Um, but without further ado, we're just going to go ahead and start the show as Kevin lets out a giant yawn. Uh, so- <laughs> um so i I guess let's let's start with survivor series you know we we watched it together you actually came over for it so we got Mm -hmm. we got to sit down and enjoy it all together and you know the show was a good show i thought i mean it was it was overall i thought pretty decent starting with the women's war game match what about you yeah i mean it was definitely you know to me the women never disappoint in war games Mm-hmm. And um, no, I thought I thought they worked hard, and um, it had ultimately in the end what we talk about, what we love so much in wrestling is a story out of it, and the story out of it is you know what's going to happen with Bailey and Damage Control. So yeah, yeah, without a doubt, and, and they they definitely set the tone for that. the The thing that uh, this this War Games match will definitely be memorable for me. I think just the, some of the innovation, like we've seen EO do some crazy spots on the top of the cage, but I think the fact that she had the chain and she pulled up the trash can with the chain mm-hmm. and stuff like that, how innovative that was, you know, that was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. There, there was just also some, some things at the moment with Becky and Charlotte after all this time, finally coming together and you got the, you got the hug in the middle of the match and stuff like that. I thought that was a nice moment. You know, it helped cement this as more of a memorable war games because we talked about before i kind of forgot the women even had one last year you know it just didn't there wasn't a whole lot of it that really stood out to me but this year that's that's not the case yeah and the the whole thing with becky charlotte it almost sets up like a possible match in the future you know what i mean like you may think of it as like this whole unity thing but i could definitely see them like going back into a few of those two because anytime Mm. you do a feud it is money Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to come to that at some point. It's just a matter of when. Right. It, you know, just like 
I'm sure Randy Orton will, will, will go heel at some point or, or CM Paul, you know, it's, it's probably inevitably Who? going to happen, but let's just ride the wave until we get there. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'll get to that. I guess, uh, you know, the, the only match on the card, cause I, I thought, you know, Dragon Lee and Santos was fun. It was a good way to start the show off. That the, match, uh, that match, looking back on it, is one of those ones that like it sucks that they were like limited for time for like them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, like imagine them getting like another ten, fifteen minutes. Like, I'm sure they could have really like and they worked hard for what they had. But like, I read that somewhere. They're like, somebody was like, you know, yeah, I understand because of time. But they're like, those two definitely could tear the house down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, and and it was there wasn't a whole lot of build to it because it was no. really building for Carlito, and then it pivoted. Now I thought I thought it ended up being better to start War Games off because it was a very fast paced match, and I think it set the tone better for the crowd than maybe a match with Carlito would have. Right. So maybe maybe that might be the reason for the change, barring there's really a significant injury with Carlito. Who knows? But and and then you know. Gunther and Miz, man, what a match. Like, it was solid. Miz fought hard. It seemed like uh, the type of match that really built up where, where Miz, every single time he got some momentum and really started to fight back, Gunther just shut him down. And it yeah. was just, you know, just a beat down, beat down, beat down. But then Miz would fire up and fight back and fight back and fight back. And it doesn't look like the rivalry's over, evident by, by what happened on Monday Night Raw. Right, no, it it was done exactly the way, like, if you were to envision that match, that's exactly how I envisioned it would go. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, and the only match on the card that honestly wasn't, that uh, that wasn't that good, and I, I, and I don't even know if it was, it was the fact that the match wasn't that good, it just seemed like the crowd was really dead for it. Mm-hmm. Was a Rhea Ripley Zoe Stark match? Like, I I guess I just am not sure with with Zoe Stark is is she just too? You know, I think I called her Vanilla on on, on Saturday night. I, I you know what I mean like just something about right. her like not she just, derogatory. Yeah, it's just it's very I know it's generic. Yeah, you know what I mean yes. like just very um, <clears throat> kind of bland. Like and, I was I was kind of getting that I was kind of enjoying her being heel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she, she, yes, she to me would be, it's kind of like we always talk about, like, I've talked about, like, like, uh, somebody like Dana Brooke. I always thought Dana Brooke was great as a heel, mm-hmm. especially when she was like the second to Charlotte, like when she first came in and stuff. Like, I, th- I think she could have benefited better as a heel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I think Zoe Stark is the same way. It's, it's one of these people that, like, just can't, like, get over as a baby face very well so why not just make them a heel you know what i mean like if people are gonna not dig them you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. I, I, and zoe being, yeah I, I, I agree with you and zoe being zoe in nxt definitely worked because nxt audience more appreciates the work rate right so right it's so the NXT audience definitely appreciates the work rate more. So I think I think she was able to stand out a little bit better in that circumstance because of that, and, and you know the the audience appreciated her a little bit more. But 
in the WWE universe, you know, the personality has to be there too. And she's shown glimpses every now and again of, of having it. And, and I kind of like the pairing they have her with Shayna, but the fact that she's getting the push over Shayna to me, just man, Shayna to me is on a different level than what Zoe Stark is. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. So, all right. And then, you know, of course we got the men's money in the bank match. So we did not have the call out for Shinsuke Nakamura. We found out on raw that, Cody is the person he is actually targeting. So there was no moment there, you know, that all the, uh, you know, the, the, the quote unquote CM Punk references and the promos and stuff like that were, you know, possibly still put there on purpose, but not, but maybe as more of a misdirection than anything else Mm -hmm. possibly. So, yes, but uh, you know, who knows? We'll, but but the men's war game match, man, like how, how did you like how they utilize Randy Orton? Like with the, you know, not having him come out until the end, you know, he didn't sit in the shark cage or anything like that. Did you, did you like that or would you have preferred it maybe a little bit different? No, I, I think it was done the way it should have been. Um, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, because you still had the element of, is he showing up? Is it somebody different showing up? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because, like we said, even though WWE promoted, oh, Randy Orton's back, like, you know, they never really said, like, Cody never really said his name. And, and all night, actually, that was the thing I think we, I said it to you, was all night he kept saying, he will be here. Don't worry, he will be here. I called mm-hmm. him, not, I, it was never, don't worry, Randy will be here. I called Randy. You know what I mean? So I, I thought it was done well. And he came in, did his spots. You know, he, you know, you leave him to the end. And I mean, it, it was done. It was done very well. And I, I, I appreciated the misdirect of the money in the bank cash in too. Uh, that mm-hmm. was, that was done really well. I like the fact that they stick that they, to the plan. You know what I mean? Like what's, yeah. wait, what's the plan? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Because even even in my mind, like when he said that, I'm like, I wasn't thinking, okay, we're gonna cash in, even though you, you know, even though we've talked about it and thought about it, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, what's the plan? It's got to be something else. Yeah, yeah, and, and that was, and that that kind of led into something else I'll talk about here in a minute. As my dog is crying at the top of the steps, but <laughs> you know, so the the match ended up, we we kind of called it right. You know, Randy's team, Cody must pose, however, however you want to you want to go with it. But the face team got the win in, in both in both War Games matches, which is kind of surprising, too. And, uh, you know, the two factions were, were not able to come away with with the win. But, you know, you got them posing at the end. Everybody is enjoying it. You know, they already had showed the logo for the, the trademark. They already showed the logo to join the. Um, to join the was it the the press conference yeah and then all of a sudden you know we were we were starting to get up and and i think uh my my buddy ben that was here he had already started walking up the steps like he was going home like we were were getting ready to go and the dude i mean i i couldn't believe it yeah i mean it's one of those things you even though we and, and spoiler alert by the way we've been telling you guys everybody this for months right you're welcome michael if you haven't listened to this episode we've been telling you cm punk was coming back 
um yeah it was it, it was once again very surreal and the reason it was to me you know you, you talk about this as opposed to his AEW debut we we knew that was happening with AEW right and 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 that was still incredible though you know what i mean like i'll never take that moment away especially from AEW or him or anything that to me was still tremendous because that was his first step back in um this is something that you know just and i like cm punk i'm not the biggest cm punk fan you know what i mean like i do like him i do i do think he he's very i do think he is old school which i like you know what i mean like he 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 is somebody that gets you mainstream media talk all this and that so it just to, to see that it was just like are you freaking kidding me right now? There is, I, we've been talking about it. We're like, oh yeah, it's going to happen. But like, you didn't really think it was going to happen though. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you it's know one of those, yeah. It's one of those things where you, you're like, yeah, because you know, how many times have we say that in the past too? Like, I, I think he, I think he's going to finally come back or, you know, even when there was speculation of when he did go to AEW, there was some speculation there that he may sign with WWE and he, and he admittedly almost did. So, you know, there there was there was always that what if there is that possibility, but until you see it and until it actually happens, it was the same way when he debuted with AEW. Like you knew it was gonna happen, but until you saw him actually walk out there with cult of personality playing throughout the arena, it's a whole different thing, man. Like it's a it's a different reaction. It's like holy shit, it actually did happen. Yeah, you know, and, and, and how and how smart of him and of Living Color, even though it's Living Color's song, because AEW has some kind of rights deal to call it the personality that Tony Khan did or whatever. All they did was was remaster it, so they basically redid the song. Like that's not the original, like studio version that they did back in whatever the late eighties. They mm. recently redid the song and re-recorded it in a studio. If you look, like, I actually downloaded it on Apple Music, and it does. It is a little different. Like, it sounds the same, but you could just tell like the guys are older. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's not they, quite they the same. So, quite like, how same, so right. how smart of them to almost have a, a rights? You know what I mean? Like to remaster it and to get a different rights now with WWE. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. smart on them money-wise or whatnot. So, Oh, yeah, without a um, doubt. I mean, that's that's genius, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and it, like I said, and then, you know, they had the whole thing with Seth Rollins, and we all saw that. And then once we kind of started figuring it out, and, you know, kind of, like, the cool thing was that, like, you know, the thing I heard, that was, you know, all the talent that was in the main event were told right beforehand. So they all knew. Mm -hmm. um, but they were probably only some of the only ones that really knew. I'm sure Michael Cole and Corey Graves knew. Um, but I guess, like, Triple H came in at the last minute, cleared the whole area, and, like, he took over, like, the production. Where as far as, like, music and stuff, and he said, hey, cue this music. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, we're, like, people in production had no idea. You know, so for them and i i guess he literally because they said he lives like 20 minutes from there he literally drove there and pulled in like 
right before this all happened. And I hmm. guess the deal was not done until like sometime that afternoon. Like he signed hmm. the contract, signed the contract. Supposedly it's like a three year contract. Supposedly he has a behavioral clause in his contract. I, I don't believe that for a Yeah, second. I don't either. Like, come who, on. Who's, who, who's reporting that? Like, where's that coming from? Right. And that's, that's what I'm saying is like, okay, what 45 year old are you going to give a behavioral <laughs> contract yeah, but... to? I think it's, it's more of a, Hey, I'll give you my word. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you my word if you give me your word type thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not putting anything in writing. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you watch the press conference, Triple H did say that this this kind of came together quickly. Now, yeah, whether or not, like, obviously, he's going to sign the contract that day because as soon as that contract's signed for legal reasons, it has to be filed and then it becomes record. Right. And then people would know, and that would ruin the surprise, right? So, obviously, he's got to sign the contract that day. So, until he actually signs the contract, you don't really know for sure. But I'm sure that the talks had kind of happened. You know, this whole narrative that everybody had about, was it Meltzer that reported that Punk had to talk to the board members of WWE before before this could be a thing like yeah that's whatever. not a thing that never happened that wouldn't happen in a million years no like that's not even a, a normal practice in in wrestling business. no it, it was basically talked to triple h and nick Khan, and yeah that's it and that's apparently what you know him and triple h had a i guess a phone conversation a week ago for a few hours yeah, and, and worked and everything funny. out and... and it's funny too because you know the it's funny too because Triple H even said during the press conference, you know, he was actually asked like how much input does TKO and, and Nick Hausman and everything have in, you know, signing talents and 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 moves like this, and he said none. He right. said we're trusted to go out and do what we do to do to make our business. Like it, plus, plus it's, it's little it's... to no involvement. He goes, he goes, some of those guys are probably watching the show. Like, Holy shit. CM Punk just came out. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's CM Punk who has a great relationship with all those guys, Dana White, UFC, whoever, and you know what I mean? Anybody that's involved with that side, you know what I mean? Like he's worked for them. He works for them. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, of all people, they'll be like, Oh, like you just said, like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, now if it was, you know, if, if he like signed like, you know, Jeff Hardy or something like that, they'd be like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just going to point this out real quick before, um, so I can just take this off the screen. But if you're keeping track at home, I had a queen, a queen, I can't even talk, a clean sweep of the Survivor Series. I got everything, every match correct. You unfortunately picked damage control to win the women's war games match, and Riley not only picked damage control, he also picked the Miz. So, yeah. I, I think I'm the new gimmick minute live and worldwide champion, right? Three time, four time. I think you're at three times now. All right, three time gimmick minute live and worldwide champion. Yeah, I grabbed my you... belt, but it's attached to the wall right now, so yeah, we'll, we'll leave it where it's at. The, but... the, new, the new version of your title, yeah. <laughs> The NXT version. Yeah, the NXT version. There is, there is, there. It's, I'm pointing out my, I can't. <laughs> there we go. Right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Live right and there, worldwide. there it is. There oh, wait. <laughs> I'm pointing at my camera, not this screen. <laughs> All right. So, you know, let, let's break down a couple things that happened as a result of CM Punk showing his face. One, the interaction between him and Randy Orton was freaking hilarious. 
but there was the whole Seth Rollins freak out. Now, Corey Graves did not look happy about this at all. It is very documented that Corey Graves and CM Punk had a bit of a falling out, and they are they used to be close and no longer are. Now, could those fences be mended? Have they been mended by now? Who who knows? We really, you know, it, it is what it is. But he did not. He genuinely did not seem happy, and he he's the type of guy that kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve. Seth Rollins flicking off, cussing out, you know, obviously he knows cameras are on him. Obviously he knows the pay-per-view is off the air, but he's still acting like that, right? Seth Rollins, to me, is one of the smartest guys in pro wrestling. Seth has gone out of his way to talk shit in the media about Phil Brooks, CM Punk. He's gone out of his way to talk shit about Will Ospreay. He's gone out of his way to talk shit about a lot of these guys with the intention of knowing one day maybe these guys might come back here and I already got a rivalry with them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Seth's just making money, man. Like, he's just being smart about... He was on on Logan Paul's podcast not too long ago, and he said that he and CM Punk, like, CM Punk called him, and, like, they hashed everything out, and they're cool. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he literally has been on camera saying, like, hey, he called, he apologized... And we're good. And if he yeah. comes back in, let's do business. And and Roman Reigns is the same way. Remember, Roman Reigns had a interview. Yeah. Saying, he's like, I don't like the guy. But what's great? He was acting like himself. He's like, I don't like the guy. I don't know many people that do. But guess what? If it's if it's about business, I'll do business. You know what I mean? So right, yeah. And it, it's like, and that's the, and so there there was there was that narr- then there was the narrative of. Roman Reigns was in Gorilla, and he had to be ushered away. Like that, first of all, whoever posted that or reported that, no, sir, fucking stupid, <laughs> dude. So stupid. Like it, none well, of that. Just, none a lot of them are playing it up. Kevin Owens was on a thing today or yesterday. They and the guy asked him about like CM Punk returning. He's like, "Look, I just want to be happy, and if he's gonna, as long as he's like, you know." Cool, cool. And they said, "Well, how about Randy yeah. returning?" And he's like, "Oh my god, I love Randy Orton. He's so great. I'm so glad he's back." Like he didn't. He said like two words about Punk, and then he just went off like on a love fest about Randy Orton. So yeah. Well, and dude, and going back to Randy Orton, I think I think we we kind of glossed over a little bit. Like one, he looked fucking jacked. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you know, he he was definitely, you know, and he had the same very similar back surgery to what Sean had. And and he was able to to come back in just under two years, so that's that's pretty impressive. Maybe he's on those Aaron Rodgers stem cells or something. Oh, but. Jesus Christ! <laughs> There's no he way was... he fully ruptured his Achilles. I would never believe that. There's no way. Well, he he had a um, he had a he had a, a phrase for you on the Pat McAfee show. If you don't believe him, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean the the fact that he was able to come back in, in less than two years from that type of injury, and obviously the the surgery is probably a lot different than when Sean had it twenty some odd years mm-hmm. ago, and you know maybe less invasive and a better recovery time. And and honestly, I think part of Sean's deal was I think his recovery, his absence from the ring post recovery had more to do with his drug problem than it did his his back issue. Yeah, but um. You know, and, and you know he was the first, so he didn't know how it would react when he came back. And then he came back for one match, and it turned into six more years. So, it's right. just, uh, <laughs> what's that? Well, the funny thing is, he actually wrestled before that. 
Yeah, his, 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 little, his own promotion. His own I, promotion. I yeah. That. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I I agree with you. I think a lot of it was probably the drug problems and stuff. So, dude, the the RKO though off of the the top of the cage was fantastic. Like that was so well done. I loved how they set that up. Like that was, and JD McDonough, man, he just laid out. All right, good for him. Man, I was surprised his head didn't go through the whole mat. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hammerhead lead Lord Farquaad alone <laughs> uh, um, but anyway alright so back to CM Punk so then there there was the other speculation of Drew McIntyre storming off before Punk made his entrance okay if you ever listen to any interview with Drew McIntyre you will know that he tries to keep it as close to kayfabe as possible he is not all about being seen, being posing, standing around, being in an area. So after a loss, he's not just going to stand there while the baby faces pose. He's going to get pissed that his team lost. He's going to get pissed that Priest pulled the trump card on him and didn't let him go into the match when he wanted to. He's going to be pissed that, you know, that everything that happened drew leaving that match had zero to do with cm punk debuting right punk and if you watch out monday night raw, <laughs> right and if you watch monday night raw you'll you'll know you know where he was going with that right like he was he was genuinely pissed off about the situation that's somebody, that's had, Drew McIntyre. somebody had a photo of the day of raw and I forget who it was, but like Drew McIntyre is in the background, like smiling. They're like, "Oh yeah, he looks so disgruntled and so right. pissed off right yeah. now." Yeah, it's his character. He's in the midst of a of a heel turn. Like he's dude. You when, know, he, he, when he hit butted Seth, I thought he hit Seth. And so I saw the he replay. Hit the title belt. Yeah, he hit the belt. So I was like, "Oh my god, if if that's him, like, what does Seth look like right now?" But then yeah. when I saw the replay, or they said, you know, the replay, um. Yeah, that was that was fucking awesome. He uh it's it's very unlike Drew McIntyre to post anything on social media, but he had tweeted out a picture <laughs> of his head bust open. What do you yeah, see? look at my eyes. What do you see? Did you see my reply to it? Yeah. Uh, it? it actually <laughs> I rhymed. Said a, <laughs> I said a guy that the oh, did it rhyme? I don't even remember. I, now. I feel like it did. I th- I think I said something like uh you know, a guy that hit the title belt when he tried to headbutt Seth or something like that. I don't know. Uh, am I going to be able to find it now? Am I a poet and I didn't even know it? I feel like it was looking into my eyes. What do you see? A guy who hit the title belt accidentally. Oh, it, it, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> who headbutted the title belt accidentally. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh fuck! I didn't even know I did that. That's hilarious. Um, uh, let's see, where was I before all that? Yeah, so the Drew McIntyre thing, nothing to do with CM Punk. McIntyre's got his own thing going on, and then and then Monday Night Raw happened, and I I think we got one of the highlights of Monday Night Raw was Randy Orton with Rhea Ripley in the ring. Oh yeah, Danny's back. Yeah, dude, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the crowd immediately got into it. And we got a Randy Orton match, which I was kind of surprised that he jumped in and had a match right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was against Dom, but, you know, great, great, great for him. 
and there was more, you know, Judgment Day stuff, but I, I think everybody really, because the show was kind of like, the show kind of was what it was. It wasn't the best episode of Monday Night Raw. It was by, not very good. No, and I don't know if it was the arena or if it was just, or if it, if it was the crowd. Like, I, I don't know what it was, but yeah, there was not much out of the crowd for that. Especially when Punk came out. Like, it was, he was out there. It was just like, like, it was dead. Yeah, and like some of the other matches, and you know, they, they seemed it seemed kind of loud for for Randy, but even when Randy came out, it wasn't even the greatest thing. So I, I I don't know if maybe it was just the arena, or maybe the crowd was just so loud from the Saturday night with the the wooden roof and the you know and the Allstate Arena that maybe it you know I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, but then you know there was there was the promo by Punk. I, I, at first, I was just surprised because I was expecting maybe a little bit more fire. But well, I guess it got cut short too because the okay. Randy, the Randy Don match went long. So gotcha. he, he was supposed to get like fifteen to twenty minutes. He only got like what six seven minutes. Okay, so, all right. So, so he so bit. he so, so he kind of had to just kind of bits and pieces or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, it was it was this um I guess hearing him say I've come home. Like is that him being genuine or is that disingenuous with him? Like I guess that that's that to me is, you know, or is this the, is this more cuz I kind of liken it to let's say you have a, um a, a girlfriend or a fiance or or somebody that you're in a relationship with and for whatever reason it's not working out at all. Right. It's just not going good. You know, you can't communicate. Everything you try to do is just not, it's just not vibing right. Right. So you break, you know. Or you have a black cat come across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you break, right? You, you, you take a break, you know, even though you have all this stuff going for you, you know, maybe you got some kids involved or something like that. You just, you just need to get away from that person, right? You got kids? And you, <laughs> I don't give a shit about your kids. <laughs> so the point I'm trying to make, though, is that, <laughs> you know, while you're away from that person, you're trying to find the exact opposite of that person, right? You're trying to find anybody that you can that's different from what the situation that you just left. And, and I think that's kind of what CM Punk did with, with WWE, right? First he went to UFC, and then, you know, there was this alternate wrestling promotion. And, of course, any place that you go, you're going to put them over the place. You're going to put them over your ex, right? You're going to put them over your ex and try to make it seem like you don't have any interest in ever getting back together with your ex. But then something happens, right? Circumstances change. You grow up a little bit. You mature a little bit. You have conversations and... You know, maybe that person's changed and maybe that person's accepted that, you know what, I was kind of at fault with that, too. I kind of fucked up a bit. You know, I, I maybe just maybe just maybe it was me more me than it was you or maybe it was more both of us than than I admitted the first time. Right. And then you start you find a middle ground and you have a conversation and you start to find like maybe this is the person I am meant to be with. Maybe this is the place that I'm supposed to be. And you end up back together, right? Like, I feel like that's kind of what this promo was saying. Am I off base with that? 
Uh, you you lost me at girlfriend. So okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, no, well, I, sorry. I just that was just me being funny. Um. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know how to explain it. Honestly, like it's just. Listen, everybody deserves a second chance, and you know, it's it's one of the, it is one of those things. Sometimes you gotta just, you know, leave and come back. You know what I mean? Like it, it is almost like a relationship. Where like maybe if you get separated and you go and you think you're going to find something better and then you realize, no, this is where I should be. I should be back over here. You know what I mean? So I've, in the end of the day, no matter what, like we always talk about stories and all that and everything, especially for him. This is where he's always wanted to be and how things were. He deserves the second chance to be able to hopefully finish his story. That's the sexy thing to say. Finish the story, right. apparently. Yeah. And, and and go out however. So there's so many possibilities that could happen too, like you said. You know what I mean? There's so many he doesn't have to jump into anything with Seth. Mm. He doesn't have to main event this year's WrestleMania. It, no, could, be, it, could, be ne- it could be next year's. He doesn't have to work yeah. full time. Me personally, I wouldn't have. I mean, I'm sure he wants to. I'm sure he'll do whatever. But he's another person that's. A, you got Roman Reigns. You got Brock Lesnar's. You know what I mean? You can even go to back the old times of DeAndre the Giants and the Hulk Hogan, even Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Special mm-hmm. attractions. You know what I mean? Like, so he, he it falls into that category of where I, I, because sometimes you shove people too far down people's throats, and especially him coming back, ease him in, ease him into stuff. You know what I mean? Like. He could, he could, Dom Mysterio would be a perfect person for him to work with right away. Seriously. Mm-hmm. They, they had the story when he was younger, you know what I mean? With Ray and everything. Like, it's kind of like when he first worked with Darby Allen when he got his feet wet back in the AEW. But Dom Mysterio would be a great, you know what I mean? Anything with them or whatever would be a great way for him to kind of get into. Because it will happen someday with Seth Rollins. And, yeah. they, and, and they might push it to quickly, you know. What I, mean? I, I think, I, I and I don't think WrestleMania is pushing it quickly. I mean, WrestleMania is in April. Yeah, you, know, I, you got a lot of time between now and then. But if Seth's still the world champion, are you, <laughs> yeah, like, are you going to put the world? You going to put the world title on CM Punk? But at the same time, though, Seth and Seth and Punk can be a spectacle without being for the world championship. True, and and still main event. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that could still be a night one main event, and not even be for the championship. Yeah, you know, they have such a there's that personal rivalry there, and both of them are so capable on the microphone to get you there. And there's so much time to build it. And that's the thing, man. Like, say what you will, but you know, everybody's been talking about well, what era is this in professional wrestling? Man, this is like the story era. Like, this is 
you know, and, and, and Triple H has said so many times, like, he's a patient person. Like, he's not going to rush things. And that's great. Now, sometimes there's things that maybe drag on a little too long. But I'll, I'll take that over something that doesn't get enough time to breathe any day of the week. And we can, I talk, just, we can talk about, like, Gunther's, like, IC title reign. I know it's been going on a long time. And he broke Honky Tonk Man's record, isn't that? Yeah. I will, I will take this over him losing non-title matches every other week. Right. He, he's yeah. still defending it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not – he's hardly ever defending it in non-title matches. You know what I mean? Like, so stuff like that. Stuff like making these secondary titles relevant. And they can say, oh, my God, look, we have a little Paul. He's a part-time guy. He's got the U.S. title. Guess what? He's going to make it relevant. <laughs> he's going to be on SmackDown this – he's going to be on SmackDown tomorrow night. Right. So, so I mean, that's – I, I think now that Logan Paul is done with his boxing commitments, I think now that he's done with some of the other stuff, you're going to see him in WWE a lot more. Maybe yeah. you're not going to see him at live events, but I think on WWE TV, yeah, I, I think you're going to see him, especially right. you know the, with the build up to from now to WrestleMania. I think you're going to see him quite a bit. Yes, but uh, and same thing with Roman. I mean, Roman's going to be back here pretty soon too. You know, and everybody thinks that he's not going to be back until you know January. No, which is two, he's a month, he's which ab- is a month away. <laughs> Uh, n- not uh, not this Friday, but I think next Friday he's advertised. Okay, so there yeah. you go. So he's gonna be back. Uh, you know, so there's there's so much so much going on, and Randy has already said he's he's gunning after Roman. So there's no guarantee Randy's even gonna be on Raw. He might end up on SmackDown. You don't really know where CM Punk's gonna go. You know, they're they're kind of just you know they've been on Monday Night Raw, but maybe they're maybe they're they're free agents and they could just kind of show up where they yeah, want. Supposedly, CM Punk is listed as a free agent. Okay, so yeah, so man, it's 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 a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a WWE fan. There's so many good things going on right now, and this only adds to it. Like cm punk when he came to AEW, was supposed to be like the savior of AEW. like he was supposed to be the poster child like we're putting all our eggs in this basket and 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 even doubled down on that when they created collision and basically made it revolve around him now he's just a part of the not now he's by his own words just another cog in the wheel like he's he's back to just being a cog in the wheel he is a, mm-hmm. a he is a a piece on a chessboard that Triple H has to use to kind of move around and, and, and put him, you know, where where he works. And and man, like, the more pieces that he can have on that chessboard, like the and the especially pieces like CM Punk or Brock Lesnar or Shinsuke Na- you know, th- this heel version of Shinsuke Nakamura and, and everywhere they're going with that, man, it's 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 just great for us as viewers, as the audience to be able to to sit there and witness it. Yeah, what's crazy to me is like if you look at like SmackDown, they got some pretty amazing talent on SmackDown. Yeah, Raw is fucking loaded. Right. <laughs> so what is you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, <laughs> you just look at both rosters. It's just it yeah, it's it, it's incredible. Not to say that, that not not to say like AEW's that, loaded. Yeah, they're just not like they just don't know how to um, pack. They, they it. don't know how to. They don't know how to move those chess pieces in the right direction. Right. Yeah. So there's a couple. They, they, they're they're loaded, but not strapped down. So there's two things on AEW <laughs> I want to talk about. One was was Adam Copeland's promo with with Christian. 
I, I, I thought that was really well done. Uh, their censors totally shit the bed on Adam saying, go fuck yourself because they tried to beep it, but they were really late. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they muted like 30 seconds after he said it. <laughs> um, and then you had a, the, you had the, the crowd chanting the F word at one point in time too, during the show, which man, I like, dude, if I'm Warner discovery though, you, you they don't have a deal right now. And and I, I almost have to wonder if things like this are the reason why. Probably. Especially because Warner Brothers um is supposedly in talks to try to get raw. Dude, can what can you imagine how brutal that would be for AEW? Like where would they go? What other network would pick them up? USA, I guess? I don't know. Somebody <laughs> somebody 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 said this is the future, and it was it was the raw logo underneath. It was the TNT logo because and that that opens up streaming options for Max too. If mm-hmm. if they if they're and it's like well they get paid so much by Peacock. Peacock yeah, Peacock they got Peacock's paying them what how many? But they could do they could do exclusive stuff for Max though. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, like like they do for A and E or something like that, or you know maybe. But what if that Peacock deal ends and they already have this existing relationship with, with Warner Brother Discovery, right. you know, then that that can move the network yeah. then to Max, but which I'd be fine with because I already have HBO Max as part of my you know, part of my package or whatever, so I can just cancel Peacock and just say fuck that. Yeah, but, same here. <laughs> um, but it's just like uh I I don't know, man. Like there's so many different things going on but it just seems like sometimes they just shoot themselves in the foot and and, <clears throat> and while that segment's cool and it, it's the buzz and it gets that you know they they definitely have that blood feud going on and that match is, is every everybody's gonna want to see that match next week so I, I feel like that match is gonna drive a pretty big rating it's it's just could we have done without even even when christian said it it was like a holy shit moment but could we have done without that? Like, you know, it's the same thing with like the hangman, Adam page and Swerve Strickland, like the drinking, the blood probably could have done without that because that match by itself stands alone. But that moment, ugh, yeah, I know this rivalry. It's a great rivalry, great moments, you know, great back and forth, great character work. But do we really need to utilize the F word on cable television? Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, uh, it, I don't know. Like to me, it, AEW is, is it's frustrating because it's like, okay, you have that rivalry because that's a good nostalgic thing. You know what I mean? For, you know, the normal fan, okay? You got the stuff with Swerve and Hangman. Like, those guys are stars. Like, boom, right there. Okay, there's two things. MJF is MJF and this whole, you know, Aces and Eights thing. Or, excuse me, the devil thing or whatever. Or, oh, you're right. buying the bully race theory, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but it's still compelling, you know what I right. mean? Because and then you add in, but here's you add in the stuff with Adam Cole and Rod and Roddy and all of them are just have been money, you know what I mean? And then, um, and then and then timeless Tony Storm. Yeah, I mean the shit she I'm, did yesterday. Tony, Dude, that Tony shit yesterday was that. hilarious. It oh, was. My- God, I got a touch of the gout. Oh my God, <laughs> so funny. So oh, yeah, it, it's just very frustrating. Like I mean, and, and who knows? Like who knows? Like you know, with Will Osprey coming in, but like 
You know, dude, I, well, I, 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 don't see, is, saying, I don't see Will Ospreay telling a story. I see Will Ospreay putting on great matches and great spots and, and being athletic, but they have yeah. a thousand of those. Yes. So, and, that, and that's and that's the other and and that's the thing too is that that Will Ospreay appeals to the audience they already have. It doesn't appeal to an audience of the masses. Like if you're trying to bring in people like CM Punk had that mass appeal, right? Like he, but even, even him with that mass appeal really didn't move the needle all that much in the ratings. Like, yeah, a little bit, but right. I mean, but he comes back to WWE and they fucking break social media records. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just the difference between the machines, but like, it's just, it's just crazy to me how they, they just, you know, and, and maybe this is what Tony, like, Tony Khan won. He maybe he. It, it's like a passion project for him. Like it doesn't seem like he cares whether or not it's a viable business. He just he wants to basically have his dream match factory. And but you know they are starting to tell good stories. Like you know. And, and the last thing I want to talk a little bit about was who is the devil, right? So you think that it's an aces and eights thing, and and MJF is just pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, and it's actually him. Um, that, that's part of it. I mean, I, I keep going back and forth between him and Adam Cole. Okay. Um, but I never really thought about it being him until I saw the thing with Boy Rays. It, it, yeah. It's a good, no, it's, it's a, it's, he had a great point. He did. Yeah. You know he I mean? did have a great like, point. I mean, that's not people, not people have said that, but then now that they're like, oh, well, you know, he was in the ring. It definitely can't be him. And he's like, bullshit. So did you did you catch last week when Adam Cole was sitting there and he reached his hand in his pocket yes. before the yes yeah so that was interesting yes but what if Adam Cole's a part of it too you know what I mean like what if it's MJF and Adam Cole doing it together I don't think that's necessarily the case is, and that's the thing too is like <laughs> if, if this is MJF doing it like he's not really terror I mean he's only terrorizing himself you know what right. I mean like. We're, well, well, they they beat up, they beat up the acclaimed, and yeah. Daddy Ass, and threw them through glass. But the, the weird thing is, they attacked the Gun Club too at one point in time. Yeah, and Jay White and all that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, Maybe I don't they're know. attacking people that are trying to go after MJF. So now they got this tag team match next week, which is going to be interesting. Like, and I'm wondering too, like, is this whole storyline gonna end up being snake bit? Because how how serious is Max's shoulder injury? You know, appar- apparently he needs surgery on a torn labrum. So is it is it that serious of a tear to where it's he's gonna require a bunch of time off, or is this gonna keep going for him? Right. Yeah. No. So it, it it's hard to say, but I, honestly, man, like, so when the guys hit the ring, the one guy looked really big, and then. The next segment, Wardlow came out. And his hair all he, messed up. He looked like he had his head in a mask. <laughs> I saw that. So, the theory that somebody brought up that I saw, and I, and I would love to give credit for this person, but I kind of saw it in passing, so I'm sorry if I missed it. It's the pinnacle. It's FTR, Sean Spears, Wardlow. Coming back for their revenge on 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 MJF, I could see that, 
but they would that that but that's the four guys that were in the ring that's not the devil right the devil's the one pulling the strings and i would imagine that it would it would probably have to be adam cole and and that's that's the only other person that doesn't really make sense that if it's the pinnacle that adam cole would be the one driving it though i mean unless he what just about found, jungle, tried what to about find jungle, people what about jungle boy yeah, but it doesn't make sense though like there's no there's no there's not like Jungle Boy was starting his heel character and was doing the whole thing with FTW Championship and Hook before all that stuff happened with the Crimea River and him getting suspended. But it's like it, it, there, it's storyline wise, it would, it would, I would have a hard time buying it being Jungle Boy. Yeah, plus that'd be to be or caring kind of, if it was Jungle Boy. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I would kind of be disappointed. Like, no offense to Jungle Boy, but like, he's not there yet in my mind of like i think he could yeah what whatever but not like world title picture aw loves to steal 90s wwe storylines what if the devil comes out they got all the cloaked people behind him and mjf takes off the mask and goes it was me max it was me all along (laughs) oh have the Attitude Era was great. That was one of the worst <laughs> things of the entire Attitude Era. A higher power. Jesus. Or, or it's Tony. Well, if it's Tony Khan. Hmm. You want to leave me in 2024? I still like when he... What'd you say? Nothing, boss. I still want my favorite <laughs> Oh man, I don't know, but I mean, but again, it's a compelling storyline. They're doing a great job with it. It's got everybody talking, everybody trying to speculate, everybody guessing, and really, it could be any of the people that we mentioned, or it could be somebody completely different. You know, it's it's just it's just the, and mm. you know, we could all be surprised, we could all be disappointed. It's just it's just <gasps> I'm enjoying the ride while it's, it's lasting. It's Vince McMahon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was me, Max. It was, it was me, me all along. Uh, and that's the other thing I said too. Like, man, like if you want proof that Vince McMahon has nothing to do with the day-to-day operations of WWE, it was CM Punk walking out on stage on yes. on, on Saturday. Although, although, like, that, that although, tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> somebody, somebody did repost his interview on the Stone Cold podcast on the network, and he said that basically, hopefully, we can do business again someday. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I think, but I don't think he had anything to do with it. No, at all. No, not at all. But uh, speaking of Stone Cold, one more note before we wrap up is the speculation. There are talks that they might try to do a Punk versus Austin match sometime in the future. Dude, Fightful's losing some credibility with me though. Like that, like they before were were pretty on with a lot of stuff, but especially with this whole CM Punk thing, like they've 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 reported a lot that was not true in, in this whole thing. But yeah, I, I read that too. Dude, I would think Austin's done though. Like, does he really need to do anything other than I don't think than so, what he did with Kevin Owens? Like, I, you no. know, what I mean, that was such such a perfect. Plus, who's gonna go over? <laughs> Right. Come on. I so. mean, I know that was I know that was always the dream back back in you know the what two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen or whatever. It, but it, it can only work if Punk was like 
punk character like feud of Undertaker, like that vicious, yeah. vicious type thing, or yeah. even like straight at you know what I mean straight at society type punk. Like, I, I mean, I, honestly, man, I I feel like I feel like no, I, I feel don't like Stone Cold Stone Cold's book on wrestling ended in such a perfect note with that WrestleMania match with with Kevin Owens. I, I don't I don't see it happening. Like yeah. I, I feel like that. Unfortunately, that's one that we can will only be able to play in video games. Right. And, and and I'm okay with it. You know, I mean, there's so many other dream matches that you can have with CM Punk right now that don't involve Stone Cold Steve Austin. That I don't think that that is a story that has to be told. Right. No, so, I agree. But you know, if hey. <laughs> Whoever thought CM Punk would be back in WWE. So obviously anything literally can happen. Hell froze over, you know, got the, the, the picture of the point with, with triple H. Like that's <laughs> like, that's obviously it, it, I mean, nothing is impossible, but I, I don't think that's something that's ever going to happen. They're going to say, but I don't think this is possible. <laughs> 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 all right that being said man that's all i really got that's all i wanted to talk about today i know there's other stuff that happened but i feel like these were kind of the bigger things and i thought we'd just spend a lot of time diving into that and we, we did and we're, we're just under our hour mark so anything else that you can think of before we close it out hey as long as we get a cm punk versus barry window match <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for Barry, oh, Barry, get get healthy. <laughs> get healthy and maybe reverse the clock about thirty years, yeah. and then uh, it's just going to be a weekly thing for me now to mention his name. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we have one listener that will pop for it and appreciate it, but yes. that's really about it. Yep. <laughs> and there you go, Kevin speaking to an audience of one, right. <laughs> and you know who you are. Um. All right, man, that's all I got. Well, hey, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed Survivor Series and the return of CM Punk to WWE, the return of Randy Orton, and, of course, the return of R-Truth. We really didn't dive too much into the return of R-Truth, but him popping up in that chip commercial was just fantastic. But, um, yeah, I, you can find us on X at Live Your Gimmick. You can find us on other social media platforms like TikTok and YouTube just by searching Gimmick Minute. I always post little clips from the show or, you know, the full episodes on YouTube. So if you actually want to watch it and see our beautiful faces and, you know, my awesome backdrop and, and stuff like that, hey, you well, can do one, so. One more thing, Jason, before we do wrap up. How was the coconut surprise? Oh, the coconut surprise was fantastic. Yes. 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 You guys I, I did really enjoy the coconut yeah. surprise. Yeah. I, I so. saw it. So <laughs> I was really hoping Riley would be here so I could have rubbed it in his face that I got to try the coconut surprise and he didn't. But yeah. unfortunately, since he didn't join us, I, I can't do that. I saw so. a picture. He never responded. Like, yeah, you know, well, he doesn't respond a whole lot to text messages. Like he, if you notice in our group chat, like he'll send like a one word response. I've actually gotten more texts from Riley, like Riley to anybody out there listening. Riley is my brother-in-law. So, and I have, been in a relationship or married to his sister for the better part of two decades. I have gotten more text message responses from Riley in the count past, past calendar year that I have in the two decades that I've known him. <laughs> so, he's, he's not much of a texter, <laughs> but and usually when he gets back to you, it's like one word answers. 
<laughs> but yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so you may not get or or what he'll do is he'll respond to you when he's when he talks to you or sees you in person. Like, you know what I mean? Like he'll just bring it up randomly or something like that. But anyway, but Hey, uh, leave us a comment on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. Make sure that you like and subscribe to the show. Make sure you share us with your friends. Uh, you know, we've had listeners uh, in the UK recently and, and different countries and stuff like that. So we really appreciate that. We want to have as many people listening to the show as possible. And we want to you know, make sure we get uh, get it out there. So if you uh, if you do listen to the show on a regular basis, if you haven't liked it or subscribed to it or whatever, however, whatever podcast app you use, please do so. And like I said, find us at Live Your Gimmick on X and uh, tweet us a message or slide in the DMs. But that's all I got. Kevin, anything else? Yeah. Cheerio, all mate, right. for our UK friends. <laughs> there you go. So for for Kevin, I am Jason reminding you, beautiful, beautiful wrestling fans out there, to always be a fan, but always live your gimmick. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>